What is going on guys? I am Dustin, this is So You're Getting Older, and I've actually got a special guest here with me today. Go ahead and introduce yourself there, guest. Hi, I'm Sarah, I'm Dustin's wife. Really? That's all you're going to go with? You're just going to say <laughs> that you're my wife? You're not going to like give any kind of you know super special intro to yourself? I see, I see how this is going. I'm actually really going to enjoy this because we're going to be here for about 20-25 minutes and we're going to have some fun. You ready to have some fun? Yeah. You sure? Yeah. <laughs> All right. So there's one thing that I'm going to go ahead and start off this podcast with. And I'm actually going to go ahead and get my contact information out there uh, before I start saying anything else. You can get a hold of me on Twitter at the at sign getting older pod. You can also get a hold of me on Facebook at Getting Older. That is G E T T I N space O L D E R. And you can also get a hold of me on Instagram. Instagram is So You're Getting Older. All one word, no apostrophe. The, the internet really doesn't like apostrophes. So you gotta, you gotta use every bit of bad, bad grammar and spelling uh, to be able to find me on any of those platforms. Oh, plus there's one more way to get a hold of me. You can get a hold of me at so you're getting older at gmail.com. Once again, because the internet sucks, there's no apostrophes allowed. That is so you're getting older at gmail.com. So we are going to sit here and we've been going on this quarantine bullshit for two see, weeks. Yeah, like two weeks. And uh, we've, we've had to. Uh, make a few adjustments. We've had to have the kids here at home, and that's been just an absolute shitload of fun. Um, anything good happen when when I've been when I've been at work and you know, I can I can honestly say nothing good has really happened when I've been at work and the kids have been here. Is there anything juicy? Anything funny? No. No. You're not very good at this interview stuff, are you? <laughs> Sorry. You're like sitting there and it's like you're wide eyed and you're just like, holy fuck, what, what is this guy doing? I mean, Jesus Christ, we've been together like 18 years. You should know this shit by now. <laughs> so, okay. Kids have been out of school for like two weeks now and they've been forced home because of the uh, coronavirus bullshit. Um, what do you think about the coronavirus? Do you think it's actually like all that serious or do you think that people are blowing this shit out of proportion? I'm asking you. Oh, you're talking to yeah, me. I, I thought I, you were talking to me. No, no, I wasn't talking no, to you. No, I the think audience. it's quite serious. And I think the more time that we spend at home, the better. Why um, is that? Because I don't want to die. <laughs> That's actually a fair, fair reason. I'll, I'll, I'll give you the uh, I don't want to die. Um, I, I can actually, I can get on board with that. You know, I'm not, I'm not a fan of dying. You know, I'm kind of a fan of staying alive. And not the shitty disco song. No, I, I, to be honest, you know, and you and I have had talks about this. It's pretty fucking scary because I feel like I can protect us against a physical person. I feel like I can protect us against a group of physical people. The fuck am I going to do against a virus? You know, I don't have a filter. I don't. We know this. You guys, you guys, you guys on the, on the internet, you hear, you hear that I don't have a filter like every other week. My wife has to deal with that shit on a daily basis. Trust me, she knows. I do not have a filter. But one thing that's actually been really cool about the whole stay at home, be on lockdown, 
be all up in everybody's shit all day long, every day. Um, one of the cool things, though, is it's actually make me made me really thankful for a lot of the things that I have in my life. What are you thankful for? That I still have a job. I mean, I bitch about having to go to work because I'd rather be at home and safe with my family, but there are a lot of people who are unemployed that aren't making a paycheck right now and have to wait to get unemployment, and I'm thankful that we both actually have bulletproof careers at this point where we can go to work and continue to support our family. How would you how would you describe your your uh, career as bulletproof? What is it you do? You don't have to give like specifics. <laughs> I mean, I'm not talking shit. I'm you know. I work for a local big box gas station. <laughs> Let's just leave it at that. Fair enough. Okay. So you're thankful you have a job. Yes. And and you're thankful that you get to come home and spend time with your loving loving family. Man, I didn't. I, I I tried to say that with as little sarcasm as possible. No, I'm thankful for being at home with my family. I think that eventually, with teenagers, you'll get it all ironed out eventually, and everything will get out and open, and maybe we'll all be on the same page eventually. It'll take some time to get there, but I think collectively, the whole world they need to press pause and kind of regroup and figure out what's important again. And, yeah, it's important that you make money. It's important that you have a routine and everybody goes to school and comes home and does what they need to do. But sometimes it's nice to slow down and just pause and reassess your priorities, I think. That's actually pretty well put. I was kind of hoping for I'm glad and thankful to be, you know, be able to come home with my super awesome and sexy husband. <laughs> but, you know. How I, should I say it when you say it so well? I do say it well. <laughs> I do. I do. I do say it extremely well. And, you know, it comes so easily to me. You know, I'm, I am awesome. And, you know, geez, I see myself in the mirror every day. I am sexy. I mean, I'll, I'll, I, I can't take that away from myself. And, you know, that's, in all honesty, you know, one of the, one of the biggest things that I can say is I'm, I'm extremely thankful for my family. My family at home, you know, I've got family across the country that I speak to rarely, not nowhere near enough. You know, I, I've got my brother and my sister and, uh, you know, I've, I've got my aunt. And she's out here with us. And, you know, that's pretty much it. I don't, I don't really, I'm glad that I've got you guys and I'm glad that I've got, you know, our kids and, you know, it makes the day go a lot easier. And it also gives me a reason to keep going. And it gives me a reason when I come home that I remember what in the fuck I'm getting up and, you know, at three o'clock in the morning right now. Uh, two o'clock in the morning when the gyms are open, Planet Fitness talking to you. And it, it, it kind of makes me realize, you know, what it is that I've got. And that's been one of the bigger things about this last couple weeks has been I've actually been able to sit back and watch. And, you know, particularly in the last few days, uh, we had the, the scare with our youngest son, which is why this podcast is coming out late. He, uh, 
he passed out and had to go to the hospital and had to get taken by ambulance. And then he had to get taken by ambulance to another hospital and turned out he was okay. Um, you know, we've been spending a lot of time in the hospital lately. I'm not a fan. Uh, no. Yeah. Long story short, we thought that there was something a lot worse going on. We didn't realize how serious it was until we found out they were looking for him to have a stroke. Yeah. And, um, we were very thankful that it wasn't as serious as it could have been, but to have that scare along with, you know, the bigger scare that's facing all Americans right now, or, you know, uh, you know, across continents and the world, the world. Yeah. It's, (laughs) it kind of makes you take stock of what's really important. And be thankful that, yeah, you're stuck at home right now, but there's a lot of people who are stuck at home in really bad situations. They're being abused. They're in relationships where they are not happy or have children that are a lot more challenging than ours. And it could be a whole lot worse. And I think that us coming home and the minimal challenges that we have I mean, I'm grateful it could be a whole lot worse. At least we like coming home to each other most of the time. I'll second the most of the time. <laughs> uh, I, I, And as I've said before, I know I can be an asshole. And, you know, I can, I can be hard to be around. I can be, you know, a lot of things. Um, and, you know, let's, let's be honest. You, you realize that you're not always a Georgia peach. To be around either. Sure. And, you know, but at the end of the day, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to be coming home to anybody except you. And I think that's one of the good things about being kind of forcibly locked together um, for the last couple of weeks. Uh, we've been able to, you know, have some, have some pretty good conversations. We've been able to sit and spend time with each other, which has been nice. And that's been something that you know, we haven't really been able to do a whole lot of. And now, thanks to China, and I'm sorry, that sounds racist, I know. Um, thanks to the coronavirus, uh, we haven't really had too much of a choice. Uh, we, we, we don't get to go and do anything unless, you know, it's here. Which really fucking sucks because <laughs> I know Dustin misses getting on his bike. I haven't been on skates in... Four weeks? Three and, weeks? And that's actually something I was going to bring up, too. Oh, man. I'm telling you. You don't miss something near as bad until somebody tells you you can't have it anymore. Like, you can you can decide, hey, I'm going to take a week off of practice and it's going to be okay. But being told that you can't put skates on is really difficult. And I struggle with that every day. What are you talking about? That I miss putting my skates on. I mean, I think that was pretty clear. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I just kind of zoned off for a second. I was just staring at He doesn't listen to me, folks. Bullshit. <laughs> I listen to everything you say. Whether or not I remember is a whole other story. Um, you know, and that's that's one of the other things, too. This, this whole coronavirus thing has really fucking, like, sapped a lot of fun out of life. And that's one of the things that... You know, we're we're having to find different ways to to, to kind of 
come up with having some fun. And this, right now, uh, having you sit next to me and, you know, do this, this is kind of fun, you yeah. know? I mean, it's it's not like, you know, I can't go back and edit this, which I'm not going to. I'm actually just going to leave this shit raw. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's... This is this is gonna be gonna be a lot of fun, uh, being able to do this and then be able to go back and you know edit it and all that. Um, one thing that I do want to kind of touch on though, and you you already kind of did, um, without even knowing it actually, uh, the whole not being able to get out and do our normal routine. Um, that's got to be one of the most fucking awful things that I can I can have happen here. I haven't been able to get to the goddamn gym. And so I've been going downstairs and I've been using the treadmill and I feel like a fucking slug as I'm sitting there. And I'm like, you know, there's no motivation here. I don't have 43 big screen TVs that I can watch. And I'm not even going to lie. I'm not exercising at all. I sat my fat ass on the couch <laughs> and I'm relaxing and... I hate it. I hate myself, but I have no motivation to get on the treadmill at all. I miss going to the gym. I miss putting my skates on. It's a lot more fun when you go to a practice for two hours and then you burn 800 calories than it is to sit on a treadmill for an hour and burn 200. <laughs> you know? Well, I mean, there's there's better ways to burn 800 calories. We can't have sex all day, Dustin. Bullshit. <laughs> You know, and that it's, it's awesome that, that we got that out there because I feel like Brady... I know you're going to hear this, and uh, I hope you have nightmares. That's that's my son, my oldest son. And, yeah, I know. But just because we can't have sex all day doesn't mean we can't have sex some days. Neither here nor there. Um, that's not, not a problem, you know. But regardless, I think that... Being able to get back to some semblance of normalcy is gonna be gonna be good. It's gonna be good for us. It's gonna be good for me. It's gonna be good for you. It's gonna be good for the country. And I it's feel it's a ways out yet, though. It is. We're we're a ways away. It is. It is. It's not something that you know. And I know that Trump is trying to you know maintain the the optimism and all that. I understand that. I get it. But at some point or another, we're gonna have to kind of take a step back and realize we're going to be in this shit a little bit longer than what, what they want us to be. Now I know Trump wants to get the economy going again and I don't blame him. And there's a lot of experts that are sitting there saying, you know, we, we can do that and we can do it safely. They just need to be able to take it step by step and get, you know, each district or County or township, however the fuck they're going to do it. They need to be able to get that stuff set down as to, the threat level for each, uh, whichever way they go with it, whether it's county, whether it's township, district, whatever. Um, you know, they, they took a step in the right direction by telling the governors in, uh, what was that, Connecticut, New Jersey, and New York, and telling them that they need to enact, you know, a travel ban. They need to make sure that these people are staying in place. And that was a good step. It, it was a step below, you know, basically going in and, you know, declaring martial law and enforcing a uh, uh, lockdown 
Um, I think maybe Rhode Island is taking it a little bit too far where they're saying that they're actually going to have the Rhode Island State Police. Did you hear about this? They're doing that in California. Yeah, I heard about it. Yeah, they're going to go door to door and be like, are you from New York? Need to see your ID. Oh, you're, you're from New York? Get the fuck out of here. I don't blame them. New York does suck. But it's it's not right. And I guess, you know, the governor there, the Governor Cuomo or whatever, uh, was saying that he's actually going to look into legal action against Rhode Island for them doing that. And it's like, really, dude? It's too much free time. Yeah. Yeah. They're looking for stuff to do, you know. Come clean my house, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Come paint my garage, you know. I've got shit for you to do. Leave people alone, you know. That's their own private business. You're you're taking a little too far right now. Maybe a little, maybe. I don't know. Not not my not my area of expertise. I'm just a dumb truck driver. Um, something that Dustin hasn't touched on too is, I don't I don't know if any of you are struggling with addiction. And being at home um, is hard. You're by yourself. Sometimes you're with family. You've got high-stress situations. And the urge to use is there. Um, I have to look at a calendar. I'm pretty sure that this last Saturday I was sober 38 weeks. And that's an accomplishment. And if you're sober, I congratulate you and let you know that you're not alone. And you're towing with getting sober you can do it. If I can do it, you can do it. There are outlets available to you, and you are not alone. You can do this, and you can do it clean. You can do it without reaching. And you're reaching. It could be different from anybody else's. Um, it could be food. It could be exercise. It could be drugs. It could be alcohol. It could be sex. It could be anything. Reach out to your people. Your people care. They want to help you. They're waiting for your phone. You're not alone. So it's a high stress time. You will get through this. We can get through it together and it's going to be okay. So off my soapbox, somebody needed to hear that today. You are loved. You are very cared for. It's going to be okay. And if you use, it's okay. You know, you can always restart it the next day so have faith it's going to be okay and uh you're not alone anyway no and it's funny because i actually <laughs> no it's funny that you would say that because i actually stumbled across a tweet today uh from jake the snake roberts actually and he had put a tweet out last night at 9 32 p.m and this is, uh, again, if you guys don't know who Jake the Snake Roberts is, one, get the fuck out of the country, you're a communist. Uh, two, uh, Jake Roberts has been able to beat a lot of his uh, addiction demons, a lot. And he's had a lot of help along the way. And, you know, he, uh, he's been trying to stay positive, and he's been clean for quite a while. And it's... Uh, to me, it's a super awesome thing to see because going back and looking at it, not through the eyes of like a five or six year old, I can actually go back and look and 
see the stuff that he was doing in pro wrestling and be like, that dude was fucked up out of his fucking mind right there. I never saw it when I was a kid. Uh, but now looking back on it, I can tell you every goddamn time that I saw Jake Roberts on TV, he was probably fucked up. Um, but he put out a tweet last night at uh, 9.32 p.m. And it goes right in those veins. Uh, says, uh, getting tough being alone all the time. Hotel room keeps shrinking. Jealous of those with family or partners. But the last line is what is what gets me. It says, still sober. That's pretty, pretty poignant, really, when you think about it. Because, you know, you see... You go back and you you watch a lot of the later stuff that he has done as far as documentary work, and you see exactly how fucked up he was. And, you know, I know that Sarah and I both have sat and, and watched this and just been just absolutely amazed at the difference you can see in him. And, and how he uses that to help other people as well. Yeah. You know, he had, he had like a GoFundMe that was set up for him. Uh, and you know, they, they replaced his teeth. I mean, that's, that's a huge thing. He pays it forward too when he can too. Exactly. Exactly. You know, and he doesn't forget where he came from either. You know, he's the first person to tell you exactly how much of a piece of shit he was. And he'll, he'll tell you exactly how bad of a person he was. And you can see him now and you're just like, well, goddamn. You know, if he can do it, anybody can, really. And, you know, a lot of the credit on that goes to uh, uh, the Diamond Dallas Page, uh, DDP Yoga. Uh, a lot of the credit goes to goes to him. And he's helped several uh, former wrestlers. He's helped Jake the Snake Roberts. He's helped Scott Hall. Um, he helped Mick Foley be able to stand up straight for the first time in, like, 25 years. I mean, he the guy does does good. And, you know, he made Jake Roberts come and, you know, stay at his house. He opened up his own personal house to Jake Roberts and brought him in and made him, you know, stay there and, you know, got him clean, got him, you know, fixed to a point, you know. But that's that's the way it is with everybody, you know. Everybody's broken in some way, and it's just a matter of can you fix it or is it something you can live with, you know. And you can come back from, you know, this quarantine amplifies what a lot of people don't want to look at. Um, Parts of their family that are broken, um, communication issues that may, um, that you may be struggling with. Um, You're at home and, you know, there's nothing there but the TV and the refrigerator or um, your drug of choice. Um, it's really never as bad that you can't come back from it. You can come back from it. And I'll I'll tell you, being sober is one thing. You still struggle with your addiction every single day. And if it's not alcohol, it's food. And if it's not food, it's exercise. It's always something. And you have your people, find your people, talk about it. The more you talk about it, the better you're going to feel. And you may help somebody else when you reach out. You're not alone. It feels like everybody's alone. It feels like we're all stuck at home and wallowing in self-pity and, you know, 
hanging on to that remote a little bit too much and nobody's sleeping real good right now and it's going to be okay. I mean, everything's going to be okay. It sucks right now, but it's going to be okay. And, um, yeah, <laughs> I don't know what else to say. You, you really don't have to say anything else. Uh, I think, uh, I think you've pretty much said it all now. Um, on that note, uh, kind of a short episode this week, guys. Uh, I would like to thank my wife for coming into the shit show on very short notice. I mean, literally, it was, hey, I think I'm going to record. You want to be on it? Yeah. Oh, there you go. <laughs> I mean, so that was uh, that was it. Um, besides telling them that it's okay to be sober and it's okay and, you know, everybody's going to be okay, uh, is there anything else that you would like to say to the you know, kind people of the interwebs? No. <laughs> Sorry. It's going to be okay, you guys. Okay, there it is. I knew it was going to be another time. I knew there was going to be another, <laughs> another, you know, it's okay, guys. It'll be okay. I knew there was another one in there. I just had to wait it out. Um, I, I, would, uh, I would like to echo the sentiments, you know, as shitty as it is right now, I can almost guarantee you it could be a lot shittier, and uh, it's possibly going to get shittier. I don't, I don't really have any words of advice. Um, I know that you know I'm prepared for the physical conflicts that could arise out of this. I'm not so prepared for the medical conflicts that could arise out of it. I feel like I'm in decent health. I feel like my wife's in decent health. Uh, health. Uh, I feel like our two kids are okay. Um, I'm for not, now. yeah, for now, <laughs> you know, and I'm not, I'm not all that concerned about that right now. Uh, the only thing I'm concerned about is making sure that, you know, her and the kids are okay. I'm not, I, and you know, she knows and she'll, she'll tell you too. You know, I, I don't really consider myself to not be expendable. You know, if if I if I have to go and be able to make sure that they're safe, that's what I'm going to do. And that's the way I try to ensure that, you know, at least that's going to live on. It's like I told her. Big scheme of things, she and I aren't important. Making sure our kids are okay. That's important. They're the future, not us. We're the past. And it sounds like a fatalistic kind of way of looking at it, and you know. I do apologize if it sounds like it's kind of a bummer, but you know, if it if it does bum you out, fuck you, whatever. If I said what I said, and if it if it doesn't bum you out, right on. You know, you guys are you guys are thinking along the same way I am. It's not about us. It's about the kids. It's about making sure that our future is taken care of. But take care of yourself in the meantime. It's going to be okay. Oh my it sucks god. Sucks right now. God, you're so just how, negative. How many more it's going to be okays <laughs> are in there? I mean, seriously. Somebody has to be the like jam on the peanut butter sandwich, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's it's sometimes it's gravy, you know, you got to find the the jam in uh, there. Did you Okay, how did you make gravy and jam sound Because peanut butter's a little salty. You're <laughs> You're a little salty. Jam's sweet. I'm, I'm like the sweet to your salt. Anyway. 
He tends to get off on tangents. I have. Were you trying to make like some yin and yang shit there? Because yeah. that that didn't make any sense. It made sense to no, me. No, because how the fuck are we going from jam or jelly? You know, uh, jelly because I can't have seeds. Um, Explains why you're salty. With, with gravy. Because we're all eating sandwiches. I'm curious where gravy came into I this. Know. I mean, well, I understand you're Canadian, gravy. but oh, you know what. Whatever. And the podcast. Bye. Whatever. And that is it. Uh, she got up and she left. Apparently, she doesn't like me talking about her being Canadian. Um, you know what? This has been a, a bit of a different podcast for you guys. I've enjoyed this. I hope she has. Uh, if you enjoyed it, drop me a line. Uh, otherwise, you know what? Be safe. Social distance. Someone comes within six feet of you, smack them. That's what I say. I will catch up with you guys later. I am Dustin. This is So You're Getting Older. And uh, I'll catch you on the next one.